Countdown. Start the problem. Start the clock. Three, two, one. I say, hey, yo, homeboy. What? I say, yo, homeboy. What? Push that motherfucking button. Oh, you best believe it. I'm going to push this button. Where's the button? We haven't done this in a while. Where's the button? (laughs) There it is. All right. Orale. What's up, homies? It's the Chino and Homeboy podcast. On today's episode, we have Gemma uh, as our guest. How you doing, Gemma? Good. Happy to be here. How are you guys? Uh, doing my well. T- my typical answer is out fucking standing. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still alive, so I can't complain. You know. I'm half I'm half drunk, so there's that. <laughs> you know what? I'm. Uh, I feel like I'm slagging here because I'm. I'm actually sober. I haven't. You know, I didn't, I didn't choke up today. Now, because you broke, son. I do well, I that do, too. I do need a little help. I do need a little help. So everybody here has had a Cadillac Margarita, right? Uh, yeah. Remind no. me what that is again. Uh-oh. Remind me what that it's, is again. It's a regular margarita with a shot of Grand Marnier on top. I think I have. No? Yes. I think I have. You don't, you don't drink, Gemma? I do. I just, I've never, never even heard of that, honestly. The Cadillac <laughs> margarita? No. Yeah. Wow. That's because in Vegas, they have these fucking yard, yard, yard margaritas, right? The big ass fucking. Uh, yard bone. That's right. Yeah. Shit. Well, look, I live here. I haven't had one of those motherfucking things. So, so my spin on that drink is to put cognac instead of Grand Marnier. So then, uh, what do you call but it? But uh, well, that's where I need the help. It's a Renault. It's a Renault. It's a Renault. Yeah, it's a fucking Renault, bro. <laughs> I need, I need, I need a good name for it. It's a Citroen. Well, I don't Everybody know, because Grand, Grand Marnier, and they call it a Cadillac, so, you know, you could call it an El Dorado if you want. The El Dorado. I think I like that. I think. Okay. All right. Yeah. I like See? that. That might be the name. I'm a fucking genius. It's on the list. It's I'm on the list. Damn genius. Now, now can I we- I knew you come now, through. Now, I now, knew now, you would now, come can through. can we come back to the guest? Hey, Jones. <laughs> yes. We're back. <laughs> Uh, uh, Chino, if you could, uh, you know, uh, uh, start this off. Right. Uh, Yeah. So like we said, our guest today is the beauteous, the lovely, the very talented Gemma. I'm not sure if you want me to say your last name, but I'm just going to refrain from doing that because I don't want I don't want you to I don't want you to get docs or anything. She put her last name like in the fucking thing there. Oh, well, all right, then. Uh, yeah, so I guess today is the uh, the talented Gemma Moraleda or Moraleda, as you know you would say it if you're Filipino. Um, so I'm gonna she... ask, I'm gonna I'm gonna start the questions off with uh, the typical white person answer. I'm not white, but I gotta I gotta be the, the token white person because I'm trying to earn that jacket, right? Spicy mayo jacket, right? Right. What, where is Moraleda from? It's um, it's a Spanish last name, 
So the Philippines was conquered by the Spaniards. And uh, I, I believe Mor Moraleda is a town in Spain. Ah, so you're Asian Mexican like Chinos. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we like to brew lions here. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're all mixed. We're all mixed here. We're exactly. Mixed in some way, shape, or form. Right. We all got we all got some form of slave master inside of us. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, what is it that you do, Gemma? Mm. Porn. So but <laughs> <laughs> no. um, honestly, right now I'm focusing more on becoming strictly an artist. So, and what I want to do and moving forward from here is uh, doing performance art. So it's like, it could be either dance-based or creating costumes or making paintings, but I have the inspiration to dive more into more of the festival lifestyle, which is like me being a multifaceted person, enjoying doing painting, sewing, all sorts of things. I'm just trying to find my niche. And I feel like festivals is actually a good direction to go. So right now I'm focusing on that, but I do have a side job that just pays the bills, which is just doing uh, like working poker jobs, massages and whatnot serving cocktail. Right on. Yeah. Um, okay. I have a question. So there is a festival lifestyle? Oh, yeah. And there if is. so, fill me in. So, so well, let me let me preface this. I do know about, like, um, what, do you, what do you call those folks? The Ren Fair folks. Uh, right. Uh -huh. Like, I, yeah. I, I know yeah. that, like, they got a circuit and a lifestyle. Like, I, I went to... Um, what is this called? The Scottish Day Festival that they have here in uh, Long Beach um, one year. And my teacher who took me to the to the event was friends with one of the Scottish clans there um, of, of Renfair people. And, um, you know, he filled us in like how he runs his clan in and out of the festival. And I was like, that's a little extreme. You know, like he made a dude make him a functional canon in order to be a part of the group. Right. And then he had he had his his man boy who was watching his dog. So he broke out like a bowl and some water and like fed the dog some water. The dog had his fill and then the dude drank the rest of the dog's water. I was like, that's disgusting. That, that's and some I, Duncan McLeod shit, son. Like and, and no, that's a level of pretend that I will never reach. <laughs> I, I don't I don't I, I think at that point it's no longer pretend. Yeah, I was like, wow. I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't. Yeah. And, and, and like, he's doing his duty. At, 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 he's doing his duties to become somebody in the group. And I'm like, where did these people get the money and the time to participate in such things? I'm like, does this this stuff pay that well that you you know? I mean, you got time to build the. At least gangbangers got drugs to pay their lifestyle, you know. Yeah, you know. Uh, so I, I was confused. On, on that level, but I understood like, okay, where there's rent fairs going around the country at all times, you can travel, there's money involved in that. But in other festivals, I'm I'm not too privy. So fill well, me in as much as you can. It's crazy because rent fair is, like you said, it, it, in its own way, it's a festival. So it's almost like in regular festivals, there is some weird crossover with rent fair. 
but there's anything really like at Burning Man, for example, you could find like there's furry clans, there's people that are just there for the music, there's people that are there for just the art, there's people that are there for many different reasons. And just like a city, you're gonna find little groups and cliques of people and areas where people congregate for specific reasons. Like, for example, I ended up at a camp that I wasn't associated with, but I needed a place to set up my camp. And my friend had a friend who helped set it up and it was a Celtic camp. So everyone there was Irish. And there was just like, everyone was wearing green and it was shamrock everything. They were serving beer. It was called Celtic chaos. And it was just a bunch of really intense Irish people. <laughs> oh wow what yeah do you mean, what do you mean by intense <laughs> like every interaction i feel like i had with the, the irish people was just like borderline aggressive <laughs> oh man <laughs> fucking nra there's a bomb in the car <laughs> you know like right? that kind of aggressive <laughs> No, just like, what are you doing here? Like, we're told we, we could set up here. What are you doing here? And it's like every single person would pop in all intensely. And then we would just give them beer and they would just like fuck off after that. <laughs> like, why, why do I have this idea that, you know, if, if I ever get in a fight or, you know, uh, fucking almost coming to blows with an Irish person, you just got to give them some Guinness and they'll be all right. right. Yeah, I, you think know? That, I think that's a good you know? idea. <laughs> now you, you spoke about burning man so um what is burning man for the kids who don't know can you tell us about burning man for the old people so most people who <laughs> have an idea of what it is automatically assume it's a music festival but it's not it's actually a arts festival and it's not even really in the category of festival. It's a city, a pop-up city. It happens in the desert of Northern Nevada for a week in Black Rock Desert. And it's got an airport. It's got post office. It's Wait, got it's got an airport? Hospital. Yes, exactly. It's a functioning city. It's got a police department. It's got everything a functioning city has. It's even got established streets. If you go on Google Maps, you can even find the established streets of the Black Rock City. So no can, shit. So I can yep. fly. I can fly. I can fly spirit into into uh, into Burning Man. Um, it's not spirit, but it's they have their own private um, like air like mini airplanes. You can book flights through the Black Rock City website. Probably like a charter charter flight or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like that. Okay. Okay. Holy so, shit. I am today so, years old. I did not know that. So <laughs> now, I have a question. I have a question. So. If I wanted to, I could rent an MH60 Blackhawk. Uh, Chino and I can go have this Blackhawk hover over Burning Man and then fast rope in like a special ops team. Um, I don't know what the permits are for that, but I know a lot of people do do things along the lines of that. We're bringing Rudy. That's it. We're, we're bringing Rudy. It. We're doing it. We're bringing Rudy. We're going we're to Burning Rudy. Man. We're, we're, we're going to Burning Man. We're going to fast rope like a special ops team. Instead of, but instead of like guns and ammunition, we're going to be bringing weed and whiskey. There you go. Chino and Homeboy go to Burning Man. It'll be an That's experience. Right. We'll make an episode out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, so you say. I mean, who wants to deal with all that traffic, you know? It's, it's right. Awful. The traffic is bad. <laughs> now, okay. when you, when you, hold on, uh, let, let me, uh, let me finish this uh, question right quick. When. Pet the dog. Pet the dog. 
Yes. When you say pop-up city, like, um, how does that even work? You know? So, okay. So this is really, this is where the interesting part comes in. There's a 10 sort of rules of Burning Man and the rules are inspired to have people create the city themselves. So it's a radical inclusion, radical self-reliance. There's leave no trace. So like all these little things, all these rules come together to inspire people to bring their own shit and be completely prepared for the harshest elements. So that's where the pop-up city sort of comes into play. People also, there's a lot of money coming in from San Francisco and San Francisco tech heads. So they tend to fund these large art projects and camps and they create massive buildings and crazy art installations. And there's streets and guidelines to where people get to set up their little camps, real estate, allotted areas and people set it up like these little clans. And then once it's all together, it just looks like a city. <laughs> no nice. shit. It's huge. Yeah, it's now, like really big. Now, now here, here's my question. So I first heard about Burning Man back in like 2004, 2006. And one of my cl- college classmates had went. But back then, it was like you had to be in the know to get the the map, the, the location, because nobody knew where it was going to be until you got established. Now than then, because before it was just like, you know, it seemed like everybody just went there on their own and you had to know. I don't even know if you had to buy tickets back then or what, you know? And now it seems like a very more commodified than it was before, more organized and you know, set up than it was previously. The history of Burning Man, I've been, my family brought me when I was a kid. So the first years we went were the first years they were in Black Rock Desert, which I believe was around 1997. And Mm. there have always actually been tickets since Black Rock Desert because it was on federal land. Uh. So it actually has been pretty legitimate from the beginning. But before that, there was, um, it was kind of like an anarchist gathering where people would go out into the middle of the desert and it was an absolute free for all. People would go fire off guns, fireworks, um, drive incredibly fast, like do whatever. And then once people started getting hurt, they realized that they needed to implement rules and tickets. (laughs) (laughs) And then it became more of an arts festival but the burning of the effigy of the man was actually it was always carried out as a tradition since the original burning man which was hosted in uh san francisco bay i always like i always like it when uh human beings uh try to do some shit outside the the norms of society and (laughs) and the setup uh, the normative social structures governmental (laughs) yeah governmental system and social structures and then realize like wait a minute we, we can't have this we, we need some rules because motherfuckers <laughs> just wilding out out here this can't be i love it like inevitably inevitably someone's gonna be like you know what i think y'all are getting carried away we need to come up with some rules <laughs> <laughs> right kind of like the ufc back in the day you know what i mean like yeah you could you could do ball shots and then you know yeah. 
uh, now it's not like that. There was literally uh, a but- guy in the, in the old UFC, there was literally a guy who was submitted by getting his balls repeatedly punched on. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and, no. and the dude tried to, the dude actually, the dude getting his balls hit actually tried to hold out to see if he could get out of the hold while he was getting his balls beat. But eventually he was like, nope, I can't do this because I'm not going to be able right. to fight after this. <laughs> like, you know what? It's like, it's it's kind of gangster, actually. You know, like I'm, I'm getting my, my, my nuts like fucking, you know, bashed in, right? But I'm, right. I'm not going to tap because, you know, uh, I'm not trying to lose. But, you know, I, I guess at the end of the day, he's like, you know what? I ain't that, I ain't that fucking gangster. I yeah. ain't going to tap because yeah. this shit hurt. I mean, yeah, this dude's make, making scramble eggs between his legs and shit. <laughs> Fuck. But I'll, before we continue, uh, I got to ask Kate Jones. Uh, hey, Jones, is that bitch still giving you money? Or because you're, you're a. Uh, your audio. Is it just me? Yeah, your audio yeah. keeps uh, cutting out. No, um, I don't know why my audio's cutting out. Um, it might be my, uh, my internet connection. I only have one now, so I don't have all the. Other, yep, 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 see, there, there you is. go. Like there I did before. Problem. So you don't have, you only have one hoe now. Only one hoe now. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. Well, I dumped her once I got the better hoe. <laughs> Man, she was better. <laughs> get that hoe back then. <laughs> get that hoe back, son. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um. So, All right, Gemma, so hold uh, on, no, so let, 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 so you you've been going to this since you were a kid, right? Um, so I went two years when I was a little kid, one when I was an infant, and then the second time I was four years old. Okay, so how long have you actually been going to Burning Man yourself? This year was my eighth year. Eight? Oh my God, you're a Damn. veteran. Eight in a row. <laughs> Not in a row, no. Okay. I went two times when I was a kid, and then I started going again uh, when I was 18 years old as a graduation gift for my sister. And there actually was a few years in between that I missed. Wow. Hmm. No, so it's (laughs) how how long is Burning Man? How how long does it last? So the official burn is a week long. If you go to do participate in setup and breakdown, it could be three weeks if you yeah so it's a but the official festival is only a week long and that's where you're seeing like all the art and everything going wild everyone partying but then after that everything kind of it quiets down really fast even on sunday as a participant a lot of people leave and pack up camp and it's alarming because it's like no it's over like why are you guys packing up it's sunday like let's enjoy the last day and everyone is just like ready to leave (laughs) <laughs> Wait, so what day of the week does it start? So it starts on Monday and then it goes mm-hmm. to Sunday. Okay. Wow. Uh, and you said there are tickets, right? Yes. So the tickets have a sliding scale. So there's low income, which are around 270, I believe. And then people, the average person would pay around like four to 500. And then there's $1,500 tickets as well. Hey, homeboy, you know we're going to this, right? For the what culture. Is, what does what is, what is $1,500 get me? Like, is that like free entry into my orgy of choice? <laughs> Once you're in there, everything is free. <laughs> so, so, well, what exactly so, what, is the, 
So what exactly is the 1500 for? The 1500 is just for people if they have extra money and they want to pay more to the organization and they, it just secures them the more, they're more likely to get a ticket if they're paying more money because it's not easy to find a ticket. Ah, is there, who, is there a, is who there a collects cap? the ticket? The um, Burning Man organization. Like, like, okay, if I find out where you are in a desert, can't what's stopping me from just driving my vehicle into the spot? So there is actually pretty intense security that's patrolling a per the perimeter around the playa, and there's people in trucks and they will if they see anyone trying to cross the perimeter they will drive up on you super fast and throw you in the back of their truck and like take, take you, to you, take you to a, they take you to a black site they fucking waterboard you <laughs> <laughs> then, then, then they fucking wrap they, they wrap a black bala, balaclava around your head drive your ass out into the middle of the desert just leave you they're like where am i <laughs> shit iraq motherfucker find your way home Yep. Fucking Gitmo over here, man. Gitmo in the desert. Right. Gitmo in the playa. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard stories of people trying to sneak in because they will search all the vehicles as they go in. Right. And if they find a person, I've heard that there are some stories that if the person is just honest and says like, hey, you know, like they're being really cool about pretty much being caught, sometimes they'll let you in. But most what? of the time, they'll just ban you for life. <laughs> Wow, that's hilarious. Now, I I have hold yeah. On, I, I want to hear I, I want to hear I, stories I, later on, but continue. Yeah. Allow allow me to to point out the 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 uh, microcosm that is Black Rock City is like a tiny anarchist USA, right? And motherfuckers are trying to get in illegally. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like you know what just. Just, just put a line. Black Rock you know, like... City's got its own goddamn border patrol. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's actually kind of tight. That's yeah, you know, I'm just pointing it's fucking out, I'm amazing. Just point, I'm just pointing out the microcosm of America there's, here, right? There's a lot of like really weird paradoxical things about the concept of Burning Man, where it's like, you know, people go there to be free and like it's all about decommodification and whatnot. But, but you, you gotta pay. Have, you have, we have a gate. <laughs> We have a ticket and it's the richest motherfuckers on the planet are going out there to just do the most extravagant things. So it's definitely pretty uh, paradoxical, the things that are happening. But at the end of the day, I go there because it's just a good fucking time. <laughs> right. I mean, it sounds like it. Um, I like, see, again, a microcosm of the United States, right? Ideology just goes right out the fucking window. <laughs> like, like, is it fun? All right, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, what was I going to ask? Um, so people bring in their stuff, right? You, you, um, you had mentioned one of the rules of Burning Man is to uh, be self-reliant. Extreme, right? extreme self-reliance. Like extreme self-reliance, yeah. So let's say, you know, I, I plan to attend and I, buy, I, I bring whatever stuff I think I might need. But what you get stung if, by a scorpion. Right. So what happens then? Like, is, is there, is there healthcare? Uh, is there, you know, let's say I bring water, but I run out. How do, do have, I do get have, more water? Do you have to purchase health insurance so that you can get treated? <laughs> no, actually I've, I've had friends who've gone to the hospital and they're quite impressed with the hospital experience. And so I had actually, I forgot, I had a friend, I don't know what they went to the hospital for this year, but they came back and they were so impressed because they got a shot 
um they like for something that happened I had one year when my best friend she needed a they gave her a tetanus shot and um she came back from the hospital and they both times they said that they wrote them a, a hospital bill and it said it, it had a list of all the things that they got on there and then at the end where it said how much it cost there was just a smiley face that's amazing <laughs> amazing that is that's just like the VA except without the smiley face <laughs> right yeah it's a frown <laughs> like, you know don't, you cost, don't fucking come back again you know you cost republicans money right <laughs> right so okay now for example like i said let's say i bring my own water but i run out you know um is there some sort of like uh like a like a financial uh um set up there do you go do you can you buy stuff yeah like, uh, is, there, like is it worth a barter rock system city, like this black rock city have its own economic system like if i wanted yes. to being an anarchist being an anarchist enclave of the united states if i felt like giving blowies for money could i do that so the only thing that can be accepted for money out there is they have stations where you could buy ice that's it just ice hmm. so if you run out of water um, if you go and start telling people that you want to trade bacon or blowies for water or whatever, people are going to look at you like you're a dumbass. Some people might help you. You're just pretty much at the mercy of the people around you because there is a one of the rules is gifting where it's not technically bartering. You're not supposed to barter for anything. There's no trading happening. Everything is just a gift economy. So, oh. for example, someone actually did come into my camp this year. They're wandering around. Um, these two guys came into my camp and they said, hey, can I have some water? And I figured that they were just out all day. Like that usually happens. Sometimes you end up like a mile away from your camp and you don't have any water and it's like 100 degrees out. Got to walk into a camp and ask for something. And they, they were trying to offer me stickers. And I was just like, just take the dang water. Like, I don't I don't need a trade for water. Just have it. So there's that some people will give you shit for it though because then they're gonna say like oh you're not radically self-reliant some people are like severe rule sticklers severe well, it looks hmm. like looks like we're gonna have to invest in the solar still <laughs> indeed indeed uh <laughs> um shit, hey, they i have another question i just lost reliance right <laughs> right i mean i i would like to you know, okay so uh, another question i have is um if as a first time, you know, uh, goer or participant, you know, uh, in uh, Burning Man, what, How much ass can what do I need? Get? No, before that, before that, because <laughs> look, look, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to ask that question, too. But no, my, no. Oh, oh, <laughs> my question I, is, did I blow the load too you, soon? You're, yes, too soon? it's a little premature, bro. <laughs> premature. Tuck that shit back in. No, um, what <laughs> what do I need to bring? You know, uh, what 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 are the essentials that I need to bring to make my Burning Man experience uh, go as smoothly as possible? Well, I mean, imagine you're camping in the middle of the desert where it's dusty, dry, hot during the day. It can get down to extremely cold temperatures at night. So it's like people will bring enough food for a week. Um, coolers. There's I personally never RV camped next year. I'm definitely doing it because this year it was super, 
severe as far as the weather. I was just sleeping in hot dust storms pretty much during the day. Um, yeah, so it's like if some people will RV it and they'll go out with like, you know, a million dollar RV set up. And some people like me just went out with like my truck, a U-Haul, put like, you know, a tent inside of it. And I had like a sleeping pad. I had two coolers with food. I had around like 10 gallons of water for myself, I believe. And then um, a lot of different clothes because there's so many different climates that happen throughout mm -hmm. a single day, um, shade structures. Uh, and then there's of course, just the comfort level of like bringing camp chairs. Some people bring whole couches, some people bring their whole fucking living room, you know? Like it's really no shit. whatever you can bring out there. If you have, if you have the mental facilities to bring anything you want out there and, and you have the money to do it, like fucking do it because the more comfortable you are out there, the more fun you're definitely going to be having. Cause like for me personally, I have, I usually have a pretty tactical outdoor camp setup. So mm -hmm. there's things where I need to go fetch ice and, oh yeah, bringing a bicycle is essential. It's a massive space and to be able to go look at art, um, you just need, you need a bicycle. <laughs> Cause if not, I, I had one year where I was uh, riding out there and my bike was on my friend's bike rack and the bike rack fell off the car and, and my front wheel on my bike bent and I was walking everywhere. So like I had friends count their steps and in a day, if they didn't have a bike, they were walking around 25 miles in a day. Holy shit. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. I've been looking to trim down. <laughs> now now i got a question uh what kind of wildlife is out there at black rock city that uh chino and i can can hunt down in case we don't you know we run out of food because we smoked too much weed and got the munchies and ate all our food for the week like what kind of wildlife can we hunt out there well all the wildlife is is scared off but i know as far as like when Black burning man isn't happening there's a lot of horses in the area that walk across the playa. I know there's burrows. Um, I've met hunters out there around the time where there's no um, Black Rock City happening because I've been out there um, on other occasions. And yeah, apparently there's like large birds and horses and some sort of type of deer or elk or something like that um perfect yeah there's there's quite a few things that I, I see bugs while I'm out there I mean it seems like it would be pretty desolate but there's some uh, years where swarms of bugs will come through lots of protein. you ready to eat? are you ready to eat some uh some donkey there homeboy she said elk okay I'm a Joe Rogan this shit okay look she said fucking burrow too god damn it well, what if I mean, what if we have to what if we what if we have to shoot down the fucking burrow look we what if we need the burrow for a donkey show there's horses. <laughs> wow, <laughs> horses. Like, no, you don't need a goddamn son. I am the donkey show. What you talking about? I Have we not established this already? Have we not established this already? I set you up. I set you up. You you didn't expect it. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker. All right. Uh, oh, okay. So it last it lasts a week. Uh, and when does the actual burning of the effigy happen? Saturday night. Now, why is Saturday it called night. the burning of the effigy? Uh, it's it's a burning man, so I just called it the effigy because it's just a oh, terminal. Okay. Well, I mean, it is, it is it is a giant effigy. 
yeah it's a giant you know. so, <laughs> so what's this yeah. thing about having to take a bath in vinegar okay so the playa what the fuck <laughs> hey jones you're gonna learn today that's right you're today years uh, old you about to find out son so look the only time i've read about taking vinegar baths was reading iceberg slim about taking like beating a woman with a clothes hanger and then putting her in a vinegar bath to salt her wounds oh my God. and to make the pussy tight so oh, oh my god so Man, so well, this well look well look it, 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 it looks like there's gonna be a lot of tight ass pussy at burning man i'm already cause, excited because this is going into a dark area for me based on those <laughs> That, P- that PTSD triggered. You got well, yeah. triggered. That yeah. PTSD Look, got triggered. Allow, let's allow Gemma to illuminate that dark field for you. <laughs> so the playa, so I, the playa lake bed, the 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 dust is what people call it. Um, so the playa is a giant flat level lake bed, and it's got this sort of silt that kicks up. The dirt is actually incredibly alkaline. So people say that because it's so alkaline, you know, to balance out the pH, people want to put like soak their feet in vinegar if they're walking around barefoot. I've personally never had any issues. And I think the alkaline uh, dust is great because it makes everything feel almost like clean in a weird way. It's like, you know how like dry people use dry shampoo to get oils out of things. It feels like dry shampoo. Well, that was what I was going to ask. So, like, I thought alkaline was the business. Everybody's trying to eat alkaline and alkaline water. I thought that was the business. And be like, no, this is too alkaline. I need some acid. <laughs> well, well, where's uh, the vinegar? Uh, let, me, let, me, let me point out that I, I'm, I'm almost certain, you know, just to be racist, it's all the white people. <laughs> <laughs> Can I still get that jacket? <laughs> I don't know. I was making fun of that the other day because I was doing my laundry. See, see I was said, right. <laughs> someone said, oh, put vinegar in your laundry. I was like, the water is going to wash it off just fine. I don't know why we need to be extra and put vinegar right. in my laundry. Vinegar yeah. in your laundry <laughs> makes your shirts vaginas tight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, son. No, no. But so what they say is um, vinegar in your laundry is uh, um, a better fabric softener than fabric softener. Yes. Uh, Because fabric softener can kind of gunk up your uh, clothes washer um, where vinegar would not and serve the same purpose at a cheaper price without harming the environment as much. I like this idea. Yeah. It's less dark than what we thought it was going to be or what you thought it yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you, she just learned you, son. No, no, um, no, no coat hangers, no goon hands involved. <laughs> right. Okay. No baby no baby powder either. <laughs> well, hey. knows about the baby powder. I love it. <laughs> you, you, there, are, there is hangers involved because you do need to hang those shirts and pants later. So. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Oh, we just reverse engineered this process. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. 
so this has been going on for you said the uh, the 1980s yeah uh, so since the 1980s the late 80s um the founder of burning man went through a divorce and his whole thing was to kind of um create this cathartic experience from it so he went to san francisco bay and burn this effigy of a man everyone has um their own theories on like what burning man means to them now but that was the original thing that happened and then it's it it started out as a small party and then it became a yearly event and then it got bigger and then bigger and then it kind of just took off and became its own thing hmm. Hmm. interesting now when i was what going burning, through... what does burning man mean to you <laughs> to me honestly if it almost feels like a new year to me um All right every time i go there it's a space for me to self-reflect on where I was the previous year. Um, it's a space for me to get together with all my friends that are international because it tends to be that a lot of people I get along with end up going there and I have friends from, you know, all over the world. So it's nice to be able to all meet each other in one space in one city and celebrate the same thing and have like these really amazing experiences. And it's, it's also a great place to self-reflect and sort of manifest because when people all get together in this small enclosed space, it's almost like because there's so much happening and because everyone is just like so present, things happen like, like it almost feels like magic is happening. It's, it's hard to explain, you know, where I'll think of something and then it'll just be like, boom, that person will appear or like, I'll be like, oh, I really want, I wish this could happen. And then it's like, like, oh, I like, for example, I was like, I really want to go get ice, but I'm just so exhausted today. I just don't have the energy to do it. And like the two guys that stumbled in my camp asking for water, I was telling them like, oh, could you help me get ice? They're like, oh, let me just go get you a giant bag of dry ice. I'm like, shit, like what? You're just gifting me a giant hmm. thing of dry ice right now? Like, that's crazy. And like, nice. so it's that's, like that's dope. Happen. Yeah, things happen like that just like so quickly. And it's just like awesome to see how like what happens when a group of people get together and we're just there for the cause. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um any I'm glad, it, I'm glad it only lasts a week. Can you imagine how fucking pissed <laughs> off they'd be if they're there longer? I definitely <laughs> had that thought where I'm like, man, I wish it was longer. And then I think about how awful it would get if it were any longer. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. now okay i so if it got if it um, went longer it'd be like all right we're gonna need more rules <laughs> right well here so speaking of you know speaking of it potentially you know like going longer like one of my biggest trepidations about you know the idea of going to the playa would be where the fuck am i gonna take a shower you know because i you're gonna, you bring, you're gonna bring vinegar <laughs> So what? I bring ten fucking gallons of vinegar and take a take a vinegar bath no. every day. Yeah. No, no, no. You take an even better bath with more nutrients. You take Italian dressing, and if you really want to be nice, you take the creamy <laughs> Italian. God damn and it, wash your hair. <laughs> you know, so that creamy Italian for the long condition of the hair and beard. You know. <laughs> what? What? What if? What if I take a vinaigrette instead? <laughs> God damn it, hey Jones. Get, get the vinegar and the flavor all at the same time. Right. Now, okay, so <laughs> jokes aside, right? Okay. Um, like, are there so what if you have to, you know, uh answer nature's call? 
where do you go? Yeah. There are porta potties there. They are horrifying, but they have them. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so all this fucking money, and they give you all the shit tastic porta potties instead of the luxury, the luxury bathrooms that I just uh, <laughs> used at fucking what was this college? Uh, uh, was that Cal State LA? So like, I actually. I threw an event out in Black Rock Desert where they host Burning Man. And I decided because I was just curious to crunch the numbers on how much generally they're making off of this event. And it's around a billion dollars. And the money and the amount of money that goes into the infrastructure and the porta potties, even though they're shitty as fuck is a lot of money because I threw an event out there myself where I needed to go get porta potties and all the nearing towns do not want to cater to Burning Man. Like they'll do anything. They'll write in there. Like if you want to rent a car or a U-Haul, it'll be written in the contract. Like if you take this vehicle to Burning Man, we will fine you $13,000 because they are just so against Burning Man because it's crazy. It's destructive. Like the the dust is impossible to get out of everything. Like I was trying to rent an RV this year, and it was like I would get approved, and then they would look at the time that I'd want it for, and they go, "Oh, that's a Burning Man rental," and then they'd cancel it a week later. Damn. Yeah. Haters. So, Fucking haters. Yeah. So the amount of money that goes into those porta potties is actually pretty insane, and also the amount that they pay. Cause they also, they water down the road so it doesn't get too dusty while people are driving around. So they have vehicles that are like spraying water off the back of them. And then of course there's having the police department out there, having the hospital, having the porta potties. And then on top of that, a lot of the money actually goes back into, so it goes into the leave no trace rule. Like if there's more than, I think it's a square foot or maybe a square yard of trash or what they call moop matter out of place found on the playa they won't allow the event to be hosted the next year so they're like extremists when it comes to any sort of trash so there's people that live out there for up to i've seen people leave like six months i'm pretty sure yeah six months after the burn is over there are people out there scanning the perimeter the whole area of the playa, like they grid everyone out and they just like rake and scan every square inch of that massive lake bed. So there's a lot of money that does go back into the event. And then the art installations, like people write grants to um, get money and funding for these massive multi-million dart or art installations. And so it's like the, I can see how the money actually does get spread back out amongst everything. It, it might seem like, oh, you know, like they're just taking all of our money. But the more I looked into the event and kind of just researched it myself, I was like, I could see I could see why we're using the regular porta shitters because there's a lot of infrastructure actually happening, even though it's a pop up city. I have a question. As a as on a, as, as as an Iraq War veteran who uh, ne- was never boots on the ground, but uh, aware of what what it means to be boots on the ground, uh, if I wanted to and not use a shit tastic porta potties, uh, can I dig a hole out in the lake bed and shit in it? No. Damn. That's so. So no no latrines. No latrines. So so if you're not using the the porta potties, what are you doing? You bring a bucket. 
Like, what, what's the deal? Uh, yeah, so when, so there was Renegade Burn. This is a great example. Last year, since they couldn't formally host the uh, event, they, a lot of people decided to go out there and say, you know, like, we don't need, we don't need anyone to host Burning Man for us. We're going to go out there anyways and do it ourselves. And um, we, everyone still wanted to respect the leave no trace rule. So there was a lot of online forums and online setups where everyone gathered, like the, the community themselves gathered together. They set up a map with camps that were established, this whole like Google Maps sheet that someone made. And this is all through Facebook and people organized out the camps. They wrote out schedule lists of what they're providing. They made like lists and like examples of how to exist without the Burning Man infrastructure. And one of the things in the forum was bring a shit bucket, like literally get a bucket with one of those little toilet seat lids and bring sawdust or kitty litter and you know take care of your own shit yourself because there's no way anyone's gonna shit on the playa because if there was still the fear if if we got way too out of hand they would never let burning man ever happen again but i was one of those people who was like i'm going out there even though they're telling us not to breaking the rules the rules whatever rules there are because it's still just like this beautiful thing that I feel like people can make happen on our own. And I went out there, camped responsibly, cleaned up after my camp, raked everything and left no trace, you know? I didn't, uh, now, like... I've got a question. How would they know that it's not a coyote shit? Because <laughs> there's going to be peanuts there. in it. <laughs> no, no, peanuts and corn. Peanuts and corn. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, that is a good question though like you know it, it's, it sounds silly but I, how would they know that that is human feces and that you know other mammal fecal matter yeah like what if you i, I hide I mean? my what if i hide my fecal matter in some horse fecal matter <laughs> i mean at the end of the day <laughs> shit happens you know <laughs> right. I, think the majority, I think the majority of the people um want to respect the space because we enjoy the event itself and we want it to continue so <laughs> i did when i hosted an event out there one person out of all the it was around 150 people that showed up one person took a shit on the playa <laughs> but that's <laughs> so not bad happened, so it has like, happened numbers wise that's not bad you know, I'm, right, look, yeah. all I'm saying is, you know, it's 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 all natural, it's organic, biodegradable, you know, like it's not it's not it's not it's not gonna harm the environment, at least not not much. <laughs> the way I look at it is as long as the mass majority of people aren't doing it, because there's a rule where like you can't even spill water on the playa, but it's also like, all right, we're not supposed to spill water on the playa, but you have trucks driving around spraying water on the playa, and then we have this like I have this like Antifa liberal woman coming up to me being like, you smell water on the playa. And I'm just like, there's literally a truck that just drove by spring water everywhere. Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but then people will yell at each other for going and pissing on the playa. But during renegade burn every, it was kind of a free for all of people pissing on the playa. And I can see why they have that rule now, because if everyone pisses on the playa, it smells like piss. <laughs> It'd be a, pit, That's a gross. piss lake, a yeah. lake of piss. That's yeah. fucking gross. Um, what you need is a bunch of jellyfish. 
<laughs> you know what? Look, look, look. No, like, no, no, no cap. Like, I'm not even fucking lying. I somehow knew that jellyfish was gonna come up in this fucking conversation. <laughs> I, I just what, knew it. What's a what's a talk about piss in the wild without a story about jellyfish? Like, I'm just saying. They go I'm just saying though. They go tentacle and tentacle. You know, you know what I mean? I, I, they call me the fucking octopus for a reason. Uh, I got to bring up tentacles. But anyway, um, uh, any crazy, I mean, look, just the idea of, you know, Burning Man out in the playa is, you know, it's fairly radical for a lot of people, you know? And so uh, that in and of itself is a crazy story. You know, like you go to this place for a week, you know, with a pop-up city, where there's this microcosm with its own um, uh, structures, you know, it, its own rules. Um, so that in and of itself is fairly out there. But do you have any crazy stories that you can tell uh, about Burning Man that you've experienced personally? Prefer, preferably an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. something, something that involves butt naked according to homeboy <laughs> oh, no but yeah any any crazy because look uh uh i've well i mean i, look, I went to i mean she did say someone took a shit out in the desert that's kind of crazy all right but but look no look marines fucking take a shit in the desert in the fucking latrine so it's not that goddamn crazy to us right what, what i'm saying though is so I went to massage school and a lot of, you know, a lot of people that I went to school with, you know, uh, for a long time, you know, they talk about Burning Man this and Burning Man that, you know, and um, I've always been intrigued with what goes on in Burning Man. I just never really, you know, like looked into it, you know, as, as deeply as I should have. Uh, but um, I know that, or at, at least I was told, I, I don't know, but I was told by, you know, someone who just was completely opposed to the idea. Oh, it's just, a, you know, it's just an excuse for people to go out and you know walk around naked and shit I'm like i'm sure it's more than that but you know again uh my question is what what kind of stories you know uh do you have for us that might be entertaining might be gross uh or any any permutation in between oh man i mean like there's so much that happens out there because it's so big there's so much so i don't even know i could tell all sorts of stories on like my own personal level on just what happens in the playa in general um as far as this year i feel like my personal stories were just like not that crazy compared to someone who would let's say be it would be their first year like I don't go out anymore to go explore new shit. I'm really boring when I go out there. I go from my camp and then I go to my favorite sound camp. I see my friends, I hang out, and then I'll stop at a few art installations in between. I don't go out looking for workshops throughout the day. I don't do mm -hmm. that anymore because it's just... I just know it's crazy. Like I know it's out there and, and I know that I could get FOMO endlessly thinking about all the crazy things that there are available to do. Like there's saunas, spas, tea houses, there's bars, there's orgy domes, there's like a billion like workshops. There's, you know, like places where I can just like learn new things, do crafts. I could, I could go on for days. Like there's a whole thick book that they give you with a schedule list time of every camp in the city and all the things that they're hosting 
and I just don't do that stuff anymore because I just like this year for example I was so busy before I went to the the burn that I almost thought I wasn't gonna go and my intention of going there was just like all right I'm gonna see my friends I'm gonna see my family I'm gonna look at cool shit I'm gonna kick back and just enjoy myself and that's what I did but as far as like I, th- I feel like one thing that like kind of jumps into my brain as far as like what's cool and what really stands out was I went to this really awesome art installation and it looks like this huge like kind of like tornado vortex spiral I posted it on my Instagram story and it's like people stand around it there's like these pedestals that you can go stand up on and every pedestal looks like it has like this line of light going into this like vortex and then it like starts spiraling around and you put your hand on these like handles and you hold on to it and then it has this screen to the right and it has this uh sort of loading bar and then it has this mandala that like moves in and out and you breathe with the mandala and then it takes your pulse as you're doing that and it can sense whether you're breathing and you're um coherent with the machine and the more collective coherence the machine gathers the more light it like moves up Mm -hmm. the toroid and it creates this ai generated music so when you're standing there and breathing with this massive like art installation thing out in the desert it starts lighting up and making all these like crazy colors and sounds and things and it's like you start to feel high off it because you're you're doing these breathing exercises with it and you're with a group of people and you're creating like this collective field of awareness with a group of people and it's just this like really beautiful momentary thing so there's tons of things like that there I saw this there's this huge like UFO looking thing that was parked out next to my camp and it was this like apparently it was like a like a million dollar Hennessy sound system like it was massive and it was just making these like large like ominous like sounds and it was this like omnidirectional sound system and you can climb up inside of it and there was just lights all around and it was just like making these like crazy bass vibrations and that was it it just made weird Hmm. fucking sounds and it was a massive sound system and um yeah so there's just like weird crazy expensive pieces of art that you can go and interact with and then there's of course orgy domes if you want to go have like a crazy out there experience um yeah there's art cards that shoot off fire there's all sorts (laughs) of i have two questions i have two questions one Mm -hmm. question number one what happens to the art installations uh once burning man is burned like do they get do they get broken down and moved somewhere else to exist in another space because I'm not going to lie, that one with a tornado where you're like mandala and dharma and sharing sharing, sharing your, your breath in one. And I mean, that sounds like an orgy in and of itself. So does that like- I think I saw that in your story, actually. Yeah. <laughs> my, my story? What? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not talking to you, fool. You ain't never been to Burning Man. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not going to lie. I think that I think that, that art installation would- um, would be amazing in an interactive museum of some kind. Yeah, that is cool. That, that would be cool as fuck. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I know a, a lot of, of it. I know a lot of these um, art installations actually go on tour. Nice. So if you go to another festival, they will probably have them on display there as well. Okay. I know a lot of them will retire and they'll go and find a, a museum that they'll just spend the rest of their lives in. 
some of them they'll only show up for burning man some of them will just get set on fire entirely if they're made out of wood they'll just burn the whole thing down nice so it just depends it really depends and uh <laughs> second uh this orgy dome art installation where can i find that so it, it's not <laughs> I, it's not considered an art installation, but it is, the, uh, I guess you could call it art if you want, but I, I, honestly, I've never, I know that there's, there's, so there's orgy domes everywhere, but most of them aren't really like functioning orgy domes because I know there's a main one that everyone goes to. I don't even know what it's called, but you got to go sign paperwork and like be tested and bring, you know, like proof that you were recently tested before going in there. And then there's like different things you learn about consent there's different rooms where it's like you could be a couple and go in as a couple and like you know have sex with your partner but be in a room with people having sex with their partners or it could i think that they have from what i've heard like a gay or like a straight area or people that are exploring other people like from what i've heard i have no idea where it exists but i have i did have a friend who told me that she went with a partner and experienced that and it was interesting but i just yeah. The, they like a cup of tea. They right. like went in as a couple and came out single. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way the game's played, son. I mean, um, I, I was curious. I'm like, is there a donkey show at the orgy dome? <laughs> look, I look, dude. I, <laughs> now, no. now, now, how 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 coincidental is this? So I'm I'm on Instagram simultaneously while we're talking. And one of the young ladies that I follow is posting pictures of her at Burning Man. <laughs> nice. Although she's kind of a nude artist to some, dis you know, so I'm like, what do you do with all the sand in those places? Like, you know, that's <laughs> vinegar, <laughs> vinegar. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> now, um, could could we conceivably uh like bring in you know like construct a stage and have like a concert out there during burning man can that happen for sure yeah that's what it's more than welcome uh burning man is at night it honestly feels like you can't escape stages like i'll be mm -hmm. walking around and i'll tr i'll make it back to my camp and i'll be listening i'll be in between like three stages at the same time there's just so much music everywhere there's and there's art cars everywhere with like you know there's one art car called the mind warrior and the last time i checked they had two million dollars worth of lasers off the top of their stage like goddamn crazy uh art car that they drive all the way up from uh mexico city and yeah a lot of these they had one year a, a few years i didn't see it this year there was a 747 that they would drive out onto the playa and they had to shut down the entire highway and get permits to move through two different cities because it would actually take up the whole highway space to get out there. It's God damn, son. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. I like that. It's pretty fucking amazing. Well, see, the reason I ask is, you know, um, and homeboy, hear me out here. I'm thinking about bringing out the El Cucuy, El Cucuy and the nightmares out there uh, when the time comes. I like you know what idea. I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Elko Queen the Nightmares out in the playa. That's right. Shit. I mean, I don't want to spend a whole week, but if I could just, you know, again, just one night, rope, son. Fast rope, fast, fast rope, rope in. in. There you go. You know, fucking rock out and then, you know, get 
get picked up by a, by a C-130, you know, Navy SEAL style, I'm all for it. Hey, no, no, no. This is how you get in. You parachute in at night. Uh-huh. Halo jump? We're talking about halo jump? Them trucks ain't going to be able to find you. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think uh, an Uncle Queen the Nightmares concert would be fucking amazing out in the play. As a matter of fact, that might be, you know, the best way to, you know, introduce El Queen the Nightmares to the world. Hell yeah. What's what sayeth you, homeboy? I, I'm 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 in full agreement of this uh, of this mission plan. All right, we'll put that in the keep and uh, we'll we'll make sure it happens. That's right. That's right. Um right. but yeah. That's I mean it's it's interesting. That's that's very interesting. If Burning Man so. sound, Burning Man sounds like a lot of fun. Orgy domes aside, like you know, aside from yeah. orgy domes, it sounds like it's it orgy like dome is so pun filled is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Illuminate the man, hey Jones. Yeah, because I, I would just be cool with dome, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what, the, the dome dome, just, you know. <laughs> you can keep the orgy. Just give me some dome. I'm good. Right, right. Yeah, no, no, but, but yeah, it, it does. Like homeboy it does, said it does. It does sound like fun. It sounds like uh, a, 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 a what is it? A, a mass, uh, a group, a group, a small group of humanity coming together as one for a week to just you know chill out in the desert, take vinegar baths, shit, shit shitty ass porta potties, and just all around have a good time, trying not to die of uh, dehydration. <laughs> right. It sounds like a fun time. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, like I mean, look, like homeboy look, said, look, it's, it's, it sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but I'm a veteran. Let me tell you, I live for shit like that. That shit does right. sound like fucking fun. No, right. That's what I was gonna say. Was you know, like all jokes aside, right? Like in in all earnestness, like it would be an amazing experience. I think to experience at least once in your life. Yeah. You know, because like how how could you not want to see a fucking art installation? You know that has like this much money worth of lasers yeah. you know what i mean or where, where you know else, like where that else like can you climb into a ufo that you know generates bass sounds that tickles your jumblies right <laughs> exactly like <laughs> i'll be like a generation yeah. kill a if you turn over right right there <laughs> <laughs> like you don't need no orgy dome just go go sit next to the fucking ufo that's right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, hey, well, hey turn, turn, <laughs> turn over, turn over when this tank uh, goes through it. It feels good in your penis. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, generation exactly. kill. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, there it is. We'll, we'll bring, we'll bring Fruity Rudy in with us with El Cucuy. Uh, <laughs> there you go. We'll fast rope with with, uh, with Rudy. Yeah. I'm telling you, we got to bring the man. Yes, we do. Yeah, and but, one thing that uh, is, it, it's like there is like what you guys are saying nothing like it in this fucking planet like there's nowhere else you can really experience that it's a backdrop of just like this white flat expansive ocean and at night with like the the sprinkling of dust especially when the dust kicks up it's almost like you're driving through fog and you're just seeing these like bizarre lights and colors and things come out of like in and out of the dust and it just looks surreal like you hear these weird sounds people are just like in their full like authentic selves and they're like doing just the most bizarre things like you you really can't make most of the shit up that happens because everyone is out there in this like moment 
you know and right it's like the weirdest fucking shit spawns out of it it's just so bizarre and it's like looking out over the massive expanse of the city it's happening everywhere there's lights there's fire there's like lasers coming up from the distance and it just looks so huge and then you just see these like surreal shapes of like the art installations and like these like bizarre like resonant sounds coming out of the distance and it just does it doesn't feel real it feels like you're like in this weird like it feels like you're on the moon partying with a bunch of like weird aliens it's bizarre <laughs> i have a question i have a question about how many people attend burning man i was gonna uh, ask that question too around eighty thousand. Really? And what's the what's the crime stats? Um, I know the crime is actually fairly low, but it's hard to keep track of it because they don't outwardly report it like they say they do. Because I was actually at a burn one year and I had I was right next to a camp where someone had died and they they said that there were no deaths that year and I knew there was a death. Yeah. I was right next to the camp when it happened and I saw the ambulance and everyone talking about how someone died. So what did they die of? Um, so there was actually this um Burning Man sort of like plug and play vibe camp where people <laughs> pay a bunch of money to show up and have their shit all set up. So they're like, for example, a lot of people would fly in from like Europe or like, you know, another country and they don't want to go and buy all the shit. So they they just pay a bunch of money to show up and have their shit there which is actually really frowned upon in the burning man community because it's really like it's like you're defeating the whole purpose of the pilgrimage of packing your shit up and making it happen and getting out there and being radically self-reliant so i there was, was gonna say yes that's not exactly self-reliant exactly. it is they they just self-relied on the cash that they already earned <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because I, I can tell you this i i packed up a bunch of shit to go to Big Bear, thinking that I was going to drink a lot and eat a lot, and up uh, bringing more shit back home than I took there, and that shit broke my back. I'm like, it was it was horrible taking the shit there. It was horrible taking the shit back. If I could show up to a vacation spot and just have my shit there, would be the most awesome shit ever. And when I hit the lotto, that will be done. Yeah, I, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely get where you're coming from with that viewpoint but because it was the same thing for me like I I probably I know I spent around like four hundred dollars in groceries and probably ate like ten percent of that and exactly like ninety percent of it went bad so well God most damn. most of most of my groceries was alcohol so <laughs> like <laughs> I was regretting I, that not being my choice like like I just recently did that last week I decided to because of the heat I decided to stay at a hotel for a couple of days with my lady and you know we bought alcohol bought you know different things and like barely drank the alcohol there because we went out to dinner every night so you know <laughs> just up. like overpacked matter of fact my El Dorado was made from the liquor that I didn't drink <laughs> there um, <laughs> so we call it um, that, is that what we're calling it the El Dorado yeah that that is I think that I've been I'm marinating on it while you know in, in vinegar while we've been talking <laughs> and uh, and i think so you got think, tenderized yeah it's i got tenderized and i was like if i can't find another drink called the el dorado that will be the name so uh back back to this motherfucker that died what did he die of oh, okay so i was next to this like plug and play hotel and it was called the lost hotel and it's this like 
three-story, like, weird-looking fucking pop-up hotel where people have rooms, and I think it wasn't structurally sound, and something snapped, and someone died. There was, like, I heard, I was at my camp, and I was trying to get a nap in the middle of the day, and I just heard, like, a loud crash, boom, bang, screaming, yelling, and then all of a sudden, throughout the next hour or two, there were people coming out with suitcases, and I just had this little janky, like, pop-up camp that me and my, like, friends had that we're just like making fun of because we're like we found this spot that was this like gray area between two like you know expensive fancy camps like million dollar camps and then they're we just asked if we can camp near them and they were like well there's this gray area that they said was ours but then they said it was there so none of us are going to take it so it was right on this bisection and normally they wouldn't give any real estate like that to like renegade campers so we had this like really shitty little setup with just an easy up and some like cheap little tents and there were these people coming out of this million dollar camp with like suitcases and they were like can you help us we have no water we have no food they won't let us in there because it's a crime scene someone died and there were all these like rich people from like I met like a bunch of like random people from Sweden and they were like asking for water and the and like asking for like toothpaste and just like basic essentials coming into our little camp and we're like okay so apparently someone died and like that year no one reported it and it was just really bizarre because I I, like went home and I was like all right how many people died this year um I always like to compare the amount of people that died at Burning Man to how many people died at EDC because it's just amazing how many people die at EDC yeah, you could like literally show up and go home at the end of the day but burning man you're stuck there for a week you know yeah edc like all the fucking molly and fucking ecstasy that those motherfuckers are gonna be taking yeah yeah it's crazy the the responsible partying is why i like going to burning man there's a lot more people that are there for you know being a part of the contribution and being responsible and it just makes the vibe completely different you don't have people that are just like spun out of their minds hey Chino, well, yeah, that's, have, that's true i got an idea i got an idea uh, what so, you got so on top of Okukui and the nightmares performance uh i have i have I, I we need we need to contribute to these people uh and and get them to stop buying groceries you read uh, my mind uh, okay yeah uh we're gonna have to bring like eighty thousand mres and bottles of water and just give them away for free and let I'm the with people it. know and let the people know hey these last forever. You only need seven. <laughs> <laughs> right. And all you need is is water to, to to heat them up. You don't even need a stove, son. Right. I'm with it, man. I'm yeah, with it. Each MRE has like two thousand calories in it. I recommend you get MREs. You go to Army Navy store or you you go on Amazon, get some meals ready to eat. You only buy seven of those motherfuckers, and you'll be set for the week. Yep, that's all you need. Yep. that's all you need <laughs> you don't even need a whole lot of water you just need like you know like the the, the like a, a couple of drops to put into the little baggie that heats up your food hell yeah yeah great now what you said about where you set up your camp uh makes me want to ask this question and that is how do you figure out where you set up your camp because yeah. you know, like so like these these million dollar you know camps that you were talking about like did they scope that out in the beginning did they yeah, how did they how did they take uh, how did they stake their claim onto that parcel of real estate? So you know, it, people apply to 
um, the Burning Man organization and they say, hey, this is what we have to offer. This is what we're going to be hosting. This is what the theme camp, like what the theme of our camp is. They write a mission statement. They um, talk about how many people are a part of their camp, infrastructure, all these things. They have like, it's kind of like a whole business proposal and um, they send it off to the organization and the organization will usually at the beginning, they'll kind of like put people in like the shittier areas of the playa, the less accessible areas, the things where things people aren't really, stuff's not really popping off yet. And then mm-hmm. as camps are established and they grow, they usually push them out more towards the outer uh, perimeter of the playa, which is like, so the playa is, uh, it's like this crescent shape where the man is in the middle, the temple's here and then there's center camp and then there's this crescent shape and every street going outward is like a b c d e f and then 12 o'clock one o'clock two o'clock three o'clock four five okay. six, seven so it's like everything that's like really good will be at a and like two o'clock or ten o'clock like those are pretty ideal and and then everything will be on like the a which is the esplanade the main okay. it's like main city crawl and then so it's like those areas are the big camps and if you wanted to be a part of the big camps you can you like usually you'd have to network meet someone who's a part of the camp and they're like oh yeah i can get you in you pay camp dues you have duties you have like a pretty much a job that you show up to on the playa and like honestly I've been to Burning Man so many times. I've never officially been a part of a camp. I've been a renegade camper for most of my life going to Burning Man, which is like kind of a weird thing. People look at me like I'm a weirdo, but I I like contributing on my own terms. I don't really like the idea of giving a camp my money and then having to work and having to show up for a schedule. I'm a very like free flow type of person. Right. I love contribution. I'll show up, I'll do breakdown and I'll work really fucking hard, but I just don't like the idea of schedule. So I usually will just right. renegade camp. And there are areas where you can renegade camp and they're really shitty. Like they're super not ideal. So this year, for example, I actually signed up to be a part of a camp because I thought it would be easier to get a ticket that way because it felt like tickets were really scarce this year. So mm-hmm. I signed up for a camp. I paid camp dues and then I showed up and my camp did not a lot space for me to put my tent down. And I had a truck, a trailer, a massive tent with an easy up. And I was like, all right, like it's 2 a.m. I've been, I just drove for 10 hours. And then I was like packing and going grocery shopping and like getting last minute goods for like seven hours. And now I'm here and I'm exhausted. And I don't want to like wake up random people in the camp, ask them to move shit around. Cause now it's like the sun is rising and it's going to start baking. And I've been up for almost 24 hours like doing shit so I went my girl that I drove in with she was like you know I know some people at Celtic Chaos who set up the camp and they just so happen to have prime real estate and they were gifted extra real estate by accident by the organization so she's like maybe we can use that extra space and um Mm -hmm. we like drove up to their camp and it was the middle of the night so this one guy that she talked to was just like this old Irish dude he's like yeah whatever set up over here and then it was like two days in, they started asking us for like camp dues and money. And I, we told them, we're like, yo, we're completely self-reliant. Like we don't, you know, we're not using any of your stuff. Like, and in my head, mm-hmm. I was like, you guys got gifted extra space. Like, why right. are we 
why are you asking us to pay you $750? Like, Holy shit. Yeah. Because that's, that's our space. Yeah. yeah. Go rely on your own space. <laughs> and like, they weren't going to use it though. And I was just like, you guys got gifted space. You're not just going to like pay it forward. And they were just super like territorial about it because it was like oceanfront property. And like, mm. we call it oceanfront because when you look out over the playa, it just looks like this like white, expansive ocean. And right. it's got an epic view. But um, yeah, so there's a lot of like weird things around like real estate and where you can set up your space. And it is, it's the city. Like people are, you know, they're putting in work to get their property there. And rule, like, rule number one. Wherever there's no humans make rules, and the more humans there are, the more rules will be made. Yeah, yeah, it was true. But uh, I don't know. I still managed to not be a part officially of any camp for my eighth year, and I'd I'd like to keep it that way. (laughs) Right. Did you get Did you get a refund? on the on my camp dues that i initially paid yeah because you paid something and then they didn't deliver on what they were supposed to deliver so uh, they should yeah. give you your money back yeah i need to reach out to them about that i've been hibernating since i got back i still haven't unpacked <laughs> fully but yeah now speaking of uh speaking of that like you know the whole um decompression from burning man i suppose you could say uh, when I spoke to you before, you had mentioned that usually there's, uh, or not usually, but there is this week-long kind of like post-Burning Man thing that people do, where you know you essentially just you know you you um you recover from it, I, I guess, or you decompress or whatever the so term you want to use. There's like a decompression, like sort of like thing where um, it's funny because some festivals actually spawned out of this concept where people will go camp at Pyramid Lake. That became Symbiosis Festival because so many people would go party at Pyramid Lake after that it became its own festival. And uh-huh. people will go back to their home city and there'll be parties that are Burning Man themed happening. A lot of people will go to Tahoe and rent out cabins and just like hang out and chill out by the lake. Um, I was actually going to go up to Tahoe, but I canceled my ticket to go up there because I was just like, I was so beat. And also like my, my allotted uh, space to go stay up there was not, it turned into like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to be sleeping on a couch now. And I'm like, I don't really want to fly all the way right. up on a couch. I just want to be in my bed. So yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's like, it could go, some people decompress for like months after there's <laughs> no shit people will just Is keep it... partying for like like oh there's this decompression party <laughs> and they'll just go from decompression party to decompression party and then that's where burning man starts to like just become a whole lifestyle <laughs> amazing that's fucking amazing actually but you know if you think about it you know it's like a non-stop party starting with burning man yeah you know that's amazing <laughs> like wow what a what an experience you know like how do they afford to go from one party to the next or one decompression event to the next that's that's my question you know because like as someone who has a family like you know i can't afford to go to one spot to the next you know what i mean like how do you how do you how do you even do that i can answer that for you go ahead go ahead trust funds and drug money (laughs) right There's definitely that. There's definitely that. I think that there's a fair amount of people that also make money. Like I personally know a lot of people that are just DJs and they actually do get paid pretty well 
to go from event to event and perform. Um, I know that there's, I know a lot of people that are dancer performers that sell merch gear, um, clothing lines, um, they're like life coaches, people that just have found a way to be nomadic and mm -hmm. do what they want. So it's like they, they've spent a lot of time setting up their life to be as free as possible which is like where I want to be that's where I've always I'm kind of like in between that where it's like I can definitely make good money in Vegas and leave um whenever I feel like it but I, I want to be fully nomadic and be able to do the festival lifestyle where I have a truck I have my trailer I go I live paint I perform at different festivals I sell merch and etc etc and make a living just like celebrating and doing what I love to do would you consider that like a bohemian type of lifestyle for sure I would definitely yeah. consider that bohemian or whatever the hell you want to call it <laughs> yeah insert, insert label here yeah 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 for sure it's like I actually didn't even know I was a hippie until like I was like I think I was like 21 years old and someone pointed out to me they're like you grew up like a hippie and I was like what like you didn't actually really ever self-identify as a hippie you, you should know? you should check them and be like it's bohemian motherfucker right <laughs> bohemian. <laughs> yeah I don't know. exactly honestly I feel like there's so many weird labels that spawn and then some of the labels like you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, the word gypsy is offensive. So it's like, I don't even want to use any sort of label because some <laughs> of the labels will get outdated or they'll find out yeah. they're just like racist all of a sudden. So I just, <laughs> I just don't, I just live my life. That's about it. <laughs> It'll offend someone somewhere. And next thing you know, you're getting fucking canceled. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know what? I, I, I can, I can honestly say that this might be the, the first episode that we have done that we are not actively trying to get canceled <laughs> like we we haven't you know we haven't said anything even remotely offensive or crude or at least crude in the teen and homeboy standard of crudity <laughs> you know give um, me time give me time well, yeah we, <laughs> the show's not over <laughs> well i got i got one but i'm well saving right it now. to the end of the show right. i'm waiting for the sign off right um i mean do you guys have any other questions? Any other, you know, uh, things you want to ask or say, or uh, any any dogs you want to pet? No, no G, I mean, I G got, Money was extra thorough. I got all my yeah, I got she was. all my orgy dome questions answered. Uh, I found out I can't take a shit in the desert, though I can. Uh, there's right. there's gate there's gatekeepers there, which you know happens in. It's just a microcosm of humanity. Right. And, right. Uh, and we know how long anarchy uh, actually lasts. Uh, seven days. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we can, you know, we could, well, we could most well, definitely bring El Queen to nightmares. How, how, how long did the Chaz uh, survive? Did the what? The Chaz up in um, Seattle when they took over, uh, uh, rioters took over a segment of Seattle and blocked it off because the cops weren't responding. And they created their own little civilization with enclaves for oh. for I think it was a couple of weeks before the man came in and, and tore it all down. 
but they had to it was like a kind of a burning man thing but they had guns you know what's you really know? funny <laughs> you know you know what i think is hilarious all of these fucking capitalists right all of these rich capitalists go to burning man and practice socialism yeah <laughs> amazing <laughs> amazing <laughs> That's fucking great. That's true, just, though, right? I'm just Think calling it. it out as I see them, man. <laughs> <laughs> For real, though. For real. I mean, this was, yeah, I, I, I agree with Hey Jones that, uh, you know, Jim has been really thorough with, you know, her explanations, her, you know, how she related info. It's, yeah. Yeah, no, um, I mean, uh, I didn't, uh, I mean, I was expecting like a Burning Man experience, but I didn't know that we were going to be talking to a combat veteran. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So here's, multiple here's tours. The thing that I've actually done out on the playa, and it was, it was me breaking all the rules. Like, I'm like, I'm a veteran going out there. I know all the rules. I know like what, what's up with like how I'm supposed to be you know, acting in the space. But here's a funny thing. I actually wanted to host an event out there during COVID because I just was like, all right, I I just think this is the perfect time to do it. I think it's a, a nice little middle finger to the man. Like let's let's like all host an event out there during COVID. And so many of the people that are that self-identify as burning man people, like old school burners were like, who do these kids think they are? Like not knowing that like I've been going longer than most of them have. And I wanted to throw an event, do it official, you know, respect the space, but also like go full like anarchy vibe while I was out there. And it became this whole thing where like people, veteran burners were so upset that we were out there that they threatened to show up at our camp and actually like fuck shit up. Like they were so upset that we were going out there and hosting a party. And I finally made the event happen after it crashed and burned. Still around 150 people showed up. And kind of to like blow off steam and just say like, fuck it. Like we made it out here. We got our sound system. We got our DJs. We got our art. Like we're out here. Fuck you guys. I went out on the playa and drove 145 miles an hour while my friend unloaded a Glock out the window. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Fucking gangster. Amazing. (laughs) What's funny funny is like, that's what gets us canceled is like... Damn, there you this, go. This damn Gen Zer went out there and had a fucking COVID, COVID party and shit. <laughs> fucking fucking super a, spreader event. Yeah, fucking super spreader <laughs> event and shit. <laughs> yep. That's what gets us canceled right there. Why oh, are you man. Man, why are you letting this super spreader fucking have a have a platform, Chino and Homeboy? I thought you were I thought you were against this kind of stuff. <laughs> Now, hold on. Uh, my question is, how does one even like, how do you even start setting up an event, you know, and make it go from a conception to fruition? Like, how, how do you even do that? Like, who do you talk to? How um, do you how do you get it started? How do you get it completed? You know, like how much money was involved and shit like that? Just consider this an interview for because uh, you're going to set up the, the El Kukui and the Nightmares uh, concert for us. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Because because we're we, we, we're asking, we're asking, but we're too damn lazy to do it ourselves. I promise you we're gonna be calling you up like Gemma, can you make this happen for us? <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. So we are gonna do that. Question. So let's say for example, you were gonna set up an El Kukui and the Nightmares concert. <laughs> How would yeah. you do that? Mind you, there's gonna be an MH sixty helicopter and Chino and Homeboy are gonna fast roll from it onto the stage. <laughs> Exactly. Question. I think the key is like 
to have as big of a network as possible. If there are, if, if you're really good at the concept of um, enrolling people into ideas, because like, what is business? Like, how do we get things done in this world? It's, it's how well we relate to other people. And if we're really good at enrolling people in our vision and our ideas and getting people behind it, then we can really do just about fucking anything. So I just had a vision that, hey, like, I think the biggest middle figure to the man right now would be to be hosting an event out in Black Rock Desert. And that would just be really like OG and like stand behind like the original concepts of burning. Oh, yeah, you went OG fucking driving 145 miles per hour. Drive, <laughs> unloading drive, a Glock. Unloading, unloading a Glock <laughs> on the fucking donkeys and shit. <laughs> no, no, hold on. Was That's this, true was OG this right there? That's was this fuck. during Burning Man? Did this happen during Burning Man or no, in between I would events? so fast if i did that during burning man it was during covid and it was when like no events were allowed at all and i remember i was like we were running giant circles around like the camp that we had set up and we were just like driving huge circles as fast as we could because i wanted to make like giant like dust storms around our camp and yeah it was it was a whole thing <laughs> it was a good time i'm glad i got to experience that because i had been growing up like going to Burning Man with like the rules and the regulations of Burning Man, but it was fun to actually experience like the the renegade sort of like original Burning Man vibe where you could just do whatever, like set off fireworks if you felt like it. I say your, your new nickname is the Dirt Devil. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Dirt Devil. There you go. That's your, that's your nickname, the Dirt Devil. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Um, well, I'm out of questions. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, this, this has been a very informative uh, episode. Very elucidating. Yes. Yeah. Very illuminating. Um, it was, and it was, um, it was good fun um, to say, you know, uh, without any fluff. It's, you know, it's it just, it was, it was fun just learning about stuff that happens, you know, during, during Burning Man, like how, how things work. Uh, what what people can expect? I think uh, a lot of people, you know, who don't know about Burning Man or have a very limited uh, sense of what Burning Man is about, you know, I think uh, I think we've educated them a little, even a little bit, yeah. you know, because yeah. um, no, shit, I, I, there, there were things that I, you know, I thought I knew about Burning Man and I was completely wrong. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, uh, honestly, I'm I'm totally looking forward to the vinegar bath and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, Wait, what and, does it matter what kind of vinegar or you know can you just use any sort of as long as it's acidic as long I as it's no some idea. sort of acidic acid red wine it. white apple cider <laughs> i hadn't taken my first bath my first shower at burning man until this year <laughs> right on <laughs> that's awesome uh, i could have done without it but i just decided like oh you know I'm somewhat officially part of a camp. Maybe I should try and make it a whole like ritual to take a shower. And then immediately after the next day, they were trying to evict us. So I was like, well, what the fucking point was me taking the shower? That was pointless. That's stupid. Wait, 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 wait. I broke they try to evict record. you for they're trying to they try to evict you for taking a shower? No, no. They were trying to evict us because the payment that my friends oh. stay oh, at yeah. their camp didn't send through. And I told her that I was ready to just up and leave. Um, rent, rent collection is like the most non-anarchist thing you can do. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. You're defeating the purpose of this really place. Leave. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, um, thank you, Gemma, for coming on the show. Uh, it was it was great having you. It was it was good fun, and uh, you know, like I said, um, it was very informative, and it was just you know, it was a good conversation. It was great. Yeah, for so, sure. Thanks um, for having me on the show. It was nice uh, being able to inform people on what Burning Man really is. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you went and just uh, uh, any misconceptions, like seriously, uh, I, I have none, none left in here. Well, <laughs> right. If you if you choose to return, um, I would like to talk about your art and what you create next. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'd happily do that on a different episode. All awesome. Right. There we go. All right. You know the deal. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, go to the YouTube channel. Watch our videos. Like and subscribe. Uh, we're also on TikTok, though we, you know, haven't been posting anything because we've been lazy <laughs> shit. Uh, we've and, been busy. We've yeah, been busy. Yeah, we've been busy. We've been busy with our kids. God damn it. <laughs> I ain't got no kids. And we, oh, I mean, no, we, you know what? Me, you got me and Homeboy kids. got, you, you borrow our look, kids. No, 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 wait, wait. <laughs> me and Homeboy got enough to cover you, son. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Your, your uncle, hey, Jones. Okay. Keep oh, one on loan. That's right. Yep. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Just, just uh, like Ben. Let's see. Uh, any other questions? Um, No, I just I had, had a statement. Um. The people said God saved the queen and God said, nope. And black Twitter cheered. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Oh, <laughs> it showed up on my feed. There are no, that's what gets us canceled right there. UK just canceled <laughs> us right there. I told, I told you I was holding one in. I was holding yeah, it. There it is. There it is. Well, all right. Uh, uh, Je um, no, I'm good. Uh, I don't have anything else. Uh, Gemma, any, any shout outs, any uh, final words? I thought anywhere that like, we, anywhere we can see her gonna live forever, honestly. <laughs> you know what? Me too. Me and you both. I, I didn't think she was gonna fucking die ever. <laughs> like I was, I was at work the other day, and it flashed on my phone. I'm like, oh shit, she died. Like for real? Like what? Finally. Um, yeah. Like <laughs> oh, this is a soul transfer. Yeah. <laughs> that person will live forever for sure. Yeah. Well, nah, e evil does that. You know what I'm saying? It sticks yeah. around for a while. <laughs> uh, is there anywhere that uh, people can uh, view your art? Um, my Instagram's got a lot of my flow stuff, some jewelry. It's not like popping, but if you want to look at a few things here and there, it's got stuff on there. It's a uh, Gemma period Rose period flows. Uh, is that is that a pun in there? Is that <laughs> it's pun? A dot Gemma Rose flows. <laughs> Uh, F uh, F L O W S or F L O S? F L O W S. All right, proper spelling, people. Proper spelling. None of this millennial, you know, thought shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time, homies. Peace. Bye. And konnichiwa, bitches. <laughs> Push that motherfucking button.